Good day. Welcome to the Sage and Guide podcast. I'm your host, Marshall Mahantian. This is episode number 11. And today, uh, I would like to speak a bit about authentic presence and presentations. This is episode 11. And in episode 10, last week, I happened to have a conversation with my friend, Scott Friedman who is a global keynote speaker and his areas of forte are humor, celebrations, and employee engagement. So for the last 30 plus years, he's been going around the world and sharing his thoughts, his experiences, and his wisdom in the areas of humor, celebration, and engagement. He's also a former president of the National Speakers association and he was the key person in having started the Asian Professional Speakers Association, right? Yeah, APSS, APPS. Right, so uh, his topic, uh, when I asked him, hey Scott, what would you like to talk about? And he goes, Roger, I'd like to speak about authenticity, vulnerability, vulnerability and humility on stage. And I go, whoa, Scott, that's a lot of things to talk about in 20 minutes. Uh, but he was adamant and, you know, I kind of let him have his way. We named the episode, though, Authenticity on Stage. And so today, I'd like to continue that conversation on my own and add my two cents worth about authentic presence and presentations in the next 15 to 20 minutes. Number one, what is authentic presence of a leader, of a person? The authentic presence of a leader is a person who is congruent inside out. That means he acts in accordance with his strongest beliefs. He speaks from his values and he walks his talk often. In fact, people don't see a discord between his thoughts, his feelings, his attitude, his behavior, his outlook, etc., etc. And he's quiet, cool, collected, calm, confident, compassionate, all in one at the same time in the moment. That to me is a person of uh, who has authentic presence and in his presence there's a warm glow there's there's um, an aroma of safety and confidence and you feel absolutely safe and you want to kind of evolve in that kind uh, that kind of a person's presence a person who's totally authentic and i love that feeling i love that concept i love a human being who comes across like that. And I've had many in my lifetimes. Teachers, friends, uh, pastors, you know, elders, many in my industry. And it's, it's an amazing thing to experience and to be in the present of. And in my opinion, what creates or what brings about a person, a leader with authentic presence Three things, you know, I've been doing this for the longest time, is clarity of thought. 
clarity in his mental, emotional, spiritual processing. He knows who he is. She knows her values. He knows his deepest desires. She knows what she wants going into the future. And they have absolute clarity. He or she has absolute clarity on her agenda. Absolute clarity, you know. And they thrive upon it. They strive for it. That, I want to be clear. I want to understand this. Not just the world outside, but the world inside. So an authentic person with authentic presence puts in a lot of effort, puts in a lot of mental, emotional blood and sweat into achieving and striving for clarity all the time. Step one, and clarity would include honesty, sincerity, and accountability, and ownership, etc., etc. The second thing uh, such a leader such a speaker leader does is that she uh, makes effort at being creative. That means whatever comes forth from within her thoughts, opinions, feelings, she understands that she is not an island. She doesn't stand alone. She is connected to hundreds and thousands of other people, groups, systems, Thus, hundreds and thousands of other opinions, perspectives, biases, feelings, attachments, and these are in a state of constant flux. She knows this. And she knows that she cannot claim her ground without stepping on the toes of other people. So she's conscious of the fact and thus she's creative in her expression. She is creative in her approach. She is creatively conscious in her attitude and behavior. That means she makes all efforts to be benign and candid and honest and compassion, compassionate at the same time. Thus she finds ways and means to express her true self without drawing blood or without damaging systems. Thus, it is important. So an authentic leader, speaker, knows creative expression, creative approach, creative strategies are very, very important. Third thing, an authentic leader, speaker with a lot of authentic presence does is that they practice, they practice conscientiousness. That means as they are moving forward uh, towards their desires, towards their intentions, towards their plans, towards their visions, they take care that if and when they kind of step out of line against the law, or against the legal law, against the moral law, or just against what can be considered humane, they correct it. And if they don't correct it, if they're unable to correct it, they accept responsibility because, hey, it rises and roots from who they are. So that to me is being an authentic leader and having authentic presence. 
And there may be many other things, you know, they're non-judgmental, they're forward-looking, they're future optimistic, you know, that's all part of it. But uh, I, assuming you get the picture, there's one a leader, a speaker of that caliber, authentic leader, uh, practice that. How does he, or how does she, let's stay on, you know, the she expression of it, how does she uh, build that skill. Let's say it's a skill, not just a trait. It's not natural, but it's something that has to be built. So every time they enter a room, a meeting room, a boardroom, or cocktail party, what have you, or into a conversation with someone, they take a few minutes to ground themselves. That means through whatever previous meeting or chaos that came through, through traffic, through through some struggle, when they enter a new space, they ground themselves. That means they quiet themselves down and they tap into their being, they tap into their wisdom and tap into their values. Every now and then, like every 15, 20, 30 minutes, they tap into and they remind themselves that, hey, this is me, this is I, this is Raju and I need to cool down. There's a lot to my world. There's a lot involved in my movements in my world. But for this moment, I want to just kind of simmer down and decompress and deflate and focus on the here and now. So they ground themselves through their core values, towards their core values. The second thing they do is they kind of take in the surroundings, you know, uh, they watch their own physical behavior. They watch the physical movements and presence of others and see how they're moving and where uh, their energies are going and how hyper they are, how cool they are, or in what state of mind they are. And they kind of adjust to that. It's called perceptual positions. That means they look at the world through their eyes, they recognize that. Then they look across at the person or the people across themselves, and they look at the moment and the world through their eyes. They make an effort. They say, okay, this is what the people are thinking, feeling, and sensing, and I am able to kind of assess that. Then the third thing they do is that they take a little, find a little higher ground. That means, they see themselves as part of a larger picture in a room and they see a bunch of other people and now they say, what can I create? What can I do that will serve both these groups, I and the others? How will it create something of value? So they kind of take a little higher ground in their thinking as if they are watching themselves from a pedestal or from a balcony and then they kind of are able to manage their own behavior and their own conversation. So that's the second step they do. The first one is they ground themselves. The second one is that they take a higher mental perceptual position. And the third thing they do is now they kind of project their true being or their true feelings or their true opinion in a very clear in a very firm but compassionate voice with the right gestures without losing control, without 
expressing annoyance, irritation, or anger at any time, at any time, and they speak from the depths of their belly, from their gut. You know, you know, like slow and steady, the air rises up, and they express their opinion with confidence and with faith. It's kind that they pause to breathe, and then they mix their thoughts and their words with good, clean oxygen, and then put it out into the world. Very rarely will you see them going high pitch or losing control and being very, very emotionally stable constantly. So those are the three things leaders do. That's what she practices, the authentic leader. She practices grounding through core values. She practices changing positions, perceptual positions, and then she projects herself through her natural humane breath. Authentic presence over time is achieved that way. Uh, how about authentic presentations? That is, if you have to talk to a group of people in a boardroom or from stage. Tips. Number one, recognize this, that what goes on in your head and you're working towards being clear in your expression, creative in expressions, and you have scores of thoughts and ideas and opinions and you are, you know, uh, picking and choosing amongst them. and. You bring up some and you express those, so that you come. So that means you come from your own uh, mindset. And when you recognize that the people across, there are so many of them, and they have their own mindset. Correct? Perceptual positions expanded. And when you offer your two cents worth, sometimes they accept, sometimes they compare, and sometimes they do not accept. So not everything that you consider to be clearly stated is regarded to be clearly stated. And there's a certain amount of filtration and picking and choosing done. So for example, if you, make ten uh, if you have 10 points to express, perhaps you're able to be clear, of, clear with seven points from your own perspective. And people across you they say, okay, I think he was half as clear, or I think I got four out of the seven points he or she made. And your assessment, your uh, feedback to yourself would be their response. That means if they claim, hey, Raju, I got all those points, would you be a little more clear about the second or the third thing? And that would be your feedback. That means your efforts at clarity were half as clear and then you have to make more efforts then you have to restate it in a different way or add visuals or change modality you know or change the structure and the design of your expression and your behavior until it goes through so that that is the exercise that is the journey towards clarity a simple formula that I use, it comes from my book, The Heart of Public Speaking, which I wrote back in 2005, is a simple structure. Uh, it's like 
a pyramid. And you know, it's not like a pyramid. Let's say it's like an Oreo biscuit, you know, like an Oreo cookie. So let's call it Oreo. It's called opinion. That means you express your opinion. It can start with statements like, I think, I feel, and in my opinion, this is the right thing to do, or this is the best thing to do, or this is correct for this moment thing to do, etc., etc. You state your opinion in a sentence or two. Succinct, precise, simply stated. Now, when you do that, what you're doing is you're taking a stand. Sometimes with everyone else, along with everyone else, and sometimes maybe a bit away from other opinions. Now, when you do take a stand, support it, rationalize it, give valid, logical, emotional reasons behind their opinion. I think honesty is the best policy because when <clears throat> you speak the truth for the first time, you don't have to make efforts at covering up. You don't have to keep on adding stories to it again and again. So usually when you express an opinion and you're exp expressing your rationale, it starts with the word because. The or therefore or thus, etc, etc. So opinion, rationale, and then cite an example from your childhood, from your business experiences of how one day uh, there was an opportunity for you to cover up and you did not. Instead, you offered the truth and you were open to face the consequences, you know. So one time I stole cookies from my mom's cookie jar, for example, and when mom asked me, I did confess. I said, yes, mama had more than my share for today. I was hungry and I hope you forgive me. And that would be an example of honesty, you know. <clears throat> and <clears throat> so in the structure of your conversations, your presentations, you've gone through opinion, you've gone through rationale, and you've cited an example from your personal life or business life. And then finally, you restate your opinion. If you're talking to an audience, if you're talking to someone across, and then you say, that is why I feel that honesty is the best, best policy. Yeah? So thus you've come around in making a very succinct and a strong point. You've come across, putting across a message for people to understand. That's the format, O-R-E-O. Opinion, rational example, opinion, restated, restated one more time. Same thing, I'm sorry. Restated one more time, and restated means the same thing. Now, how do you go about having authentic presence and making authentic presentations? Like everything in life, I think, every learning in life that we acquire is something that we have to work at, something we have to practice at, you know? And there's something called neuroplasticity. So the more you do of a certain thing, uh, the more you're able to do it better. You move from incompetence to competence, and the more you're able to do it better. So thus, to be present 
authentically all the time, you need to ground yourself. You need to perceive other positions and you need to manage your breathing, you need to manage your emotions and need to tap into your core values and be open, transparent, vulnerable and humble at the same time. And you do this often. You make presentations often. You speak like that often. Over time, courage will become part of your character. Compassion will become a part of your cl uh, character. Clarity will rule your life. Creativity will guide your behavior. Conscientiousness will become your life. And it's called stage time, stage time, stage time, stage time. So those are my quick thoughts on authentic presence and presentations. And as a closing, I'd like to tell you that Trust in this, believe this is possible. You know, have faith that there is space in life. There is enough abundance in this world for us to be our true selves and to go ahead and get what we want in life. It is possible. Trust that you will succeed. Trust that you will become the leader you wanna be. And if it is an authentic, leader you want to be if you want to acquire authentic presence and make authentic presentations all the time it is absolutely possible by you there you go i hope you enjoyed the sage and guide podcast and if it was helpful to you the most helpful thing you can do is leave a review below and then like and share it with your friends your reviews and your sharing will keep this podcast alive and going. It has been a pleasure talking to you. My name is Ranju Mandian. I'm a speaker, trainer, coach based in the Philippines. And if you ever need my services, please look me up at www.mandian.com. I'm also available on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Other than that, adios and mabuhay.